What's up everybody, Logan Alec here. So student loans were obviously a major issue during the 2020 presidential campaigns, but they've kind of been left on the back burner uh, with the Biden administration focusing on COVID relief, public health, infrastructure, etc. in the first 100 days of the administration. So I saw this story um, from last week, Cinema Romney proposed bill to tackle student loan debt. And I thought I'd make a quick video to summarize what's in their legislation, what other politicians are proposing, and what I think is most likely to happen with respect to the student debt problem we have in the United States. All right, let's talk about the bill. It's called the Earn to Learn Act. It's actually not new legislation. The same two senators introduced the Earn to Learn Act a little over a year ago, but it died in committee before ever reaching the floor. It's modeled after a program that's been run at the state level in Arizona, and basically, the Earn to Learn Act works as it sets up uh, educational grants for state governments and nonprofits, and they use those grants to match educational saving contributions from low-income students or prospective students. So let's say this passes, right? If you're able to qualify with a participating state or nonprofit, you would have either a 529 account or a custodial account, and every dollar you contribute to that account would receive an $8 match. That's an 800 percent match. And that match would be available uh, up to $500 per year in contributions, which means you could receive as much as $4,000 in annual matches. The text of the bill introduced last year also specifically mentioned that this savings program would not impact eligibility for Pell Grants. So this would essentially be added on top of our existing tuition aid programs. The legislation also includes some provisions for financial training and financial literacy. Obviously, those should be priorities uh, with the state of financial education in this country, but they're a little outside the scope of student loans themselves, so I'm not going to talk too much about that side of the bill in this video. All right, the first thing that sticks out to me about this bill is that it doesn't include any student loan forgiveness, and neither Romney or Cinema have come out in favor of any kind of student loan forgiveness. Romney actually introduced legislation last year to allow 2020 college graduates to defer their federal loans for up to three years. Uh, now, this bill never made it out of committee either, but eligibility would likely have been extended to 2021 graduates as well. Both of these senators, Romney and Cinema, are looking for solutions to the student debt issue, but they're coming at it from a very different angle than most Democrats. Obviously, most Democrats would consider supporting uh, additional savings programs, but there's a lot of momentum within the Demo uh, Democratic caucus behind the idea that student loan relief needs to start from forgiveness for existing loans. So their response to this might be, okay, I mean, this could help students who are just now coming into higher education, but what about everyone who went to college in the last 10 20, uh, 10, 20 years and didn't have access to this program and had to take out massive student loans to fund their education. Romney and Cinema want to give $8 to low-income students for every $1 that they save, but their bill doesn't include any kind of similar program for people who are struggling to pay back the same tuition bills after graduation. In total, the U.S. student loan debt is up to $1.67 trillion for 2021, which makes it the second largest consumer debt in the country, uh, obviously behind mortgages, but ahead of auto loans and far higher than credit card debt. So there's this sense of the Democratic Party and particularly among progressives that young people were, you know, they were strongly encouraged to go into college when they were 15, 16, 17 as a high school student, right? You're hearing a lot about how important it is to go to college. And they made that decision shortly uh, after turning 18 or, or possibly before, uh, mostly based on what older adults and authority figures were telling them. And then uh, in order to do what they were told, they ended up taking on debt 
that they were not in a position to pay back. Now, more than 90% of student loan debt is backed by the U.S. government, so some politicians feel they have a responsibility to rectify that issue by forgiving all or some of the existing debt and helping younger people get out from under uh, their debts and start pumping money into the economy rather than paying off their student loan balances. Okay, let's talk about the proposals we've seen from other members of the Democratic Party. If you've been following this issue, then you might know that there's a wedge uh, within the party between those who want to forgive uh, $10,000 in debt and those who want to bump that all the way up to $50,000. Biden himself has been on the $10,000 forgiveness side since the presidential campaign last year. He also supported some other changes, including total forgiveness for people with incomes under $125,000 who took out federal loans to pay for undergraduate degrees from public colleges and universities, as well as historically black colleges and universities. Beyond that, Biden also supported payment deferrals on federal loans for undergraduate students and former students with incomes under $25,000. So your balance wouldn't simply be forgiven for having an income under $25,000 if you went to a private school, but you would be able to avoid payments for as long as it stayed below that threshold. And if your income bumped over $25,000, you would still only owe 5% of your discretionary income above that level. And Biden's income-based repayment plan that he talked about during the campaign would totally forgive all debts after 20 years, down from 25 years under current income-based repayment programs. On the other hand, uh, lots of people in the Democratic Party want Biden to forgive up to $50,000 instead of just $10,000, including Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, who wants the president to do so through executive order. Schumer said, I think it will be much harder to do this legislatively. We have not seen our Republican colleagues jump at this opportunity, and Schumer's plan would have support from the more progressive wing of the party, AOC, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie, etc., at this point, Biden has been pretty clear that he doesn't support that increase, although he was reportedly considering whether it would be possible to forgive $10,000 in student loan debt through an executive order rather than signing a bill that came from the House and the Senate. Okay, so that's what we've heard from the Democrats so far. Unfortunately, there hasn't been uh, much concrete movement on this issue since Biden's inauguration, so it's hard to say when anything would happen one way or the other, and whether it would come from legislation or from executive action from the White House. Of course, any forgiveness plan is going to face opposition from the Republican Party, so I'd be very surprised if they managed to get 60 Senate votes for any degree of student loan forgiveness. Now, Chuck Schumer could try to get this through a reconciliation process like he did with the American Rescue Plan. Reconciliation, of course, only requires 50 Senate votes. Uh, and then, you know, Vice President Kamala Harris could cast a tie-breaking vote. But at the same time, there are significant limits as to what can be passed through reconciliation. For example, some of you might remember that they had to pull the minimum wage provision, the $15 an hour minimum wage provision, from the stimulus plan because it wasn't considered rel relevant enough to the federal budget to include the reconciliation. Those conditions are governed by something called the Bird Rule. The Bird Rule provides six tests to determine whether something should be eligible for reconciliation. So let me read two of the most relevant ones out to you. These are types of legislation that would not be eligible. Number one, provisions that do not produce a change in outlays or revenues. Number two, provisions that produce changes in outlays or revenues, which are merely incidental to the non-budgetary components of the provision. So what does that mean for student loan forgiveness? Now, I can't predict how the parliamentarian would rule on this if this was set before her, but clearly forgiving federal student loan debt will have an impact on government revenues. At the same time, there will be questions about whether those impacts are 
merely incidental to the non-budgetary components. In other words, whether the impact on the budget is just a secondary effect of the main provision, which would be uh, releasing borrowers, right? Obviously from their debts. Personally, I feel there's a pretty strong connection there. It's not incidental like the minimum wage might be, but again, it's hard to say how that would play out. And obviously Republicans would make the argument that this isn't how reconciliation was intended to be used. And that's probably true. And there are some Democratic senators who could be tough to convince here as well. It's hard to say whether senators like Kirsten Sinema or Joe Manchin would jump on board here. So even if Schumer did try to go the reconcilia reconciliation route to pass student loan forgiveness, uh, he would face some obstacles within his own party. Ultimately, that might end up being a moot point either way. Biden has been pretty clear about his support for $10,000 in forgiveness. So personally, I would expect him to push that through uh, himself via executive order or uh, if it doesn't make it through the House or the Senate, right? And even though there's some support for the $50,000 forgiveness plan am uh, among Democrats, I don't think they're going to get the votes for moderates like Manchin and Cinema, who haven't come out publicly in favor of any forgiveness, let alone $50,000 worth. So at this point, $10,000 seems fairly likely, whether it comes through the legislature or Biden does it on his own, I think it's probably uh, more likely if it does happen that it would come through executive order and the $50,000 idea is probably going to fizzle out as, uh, as too progressive, even for most in the Democratic Party. The most recent polling indicates that uh, a little less than half the American population supports some kind of forgiveness plan, although some studies have found slightly higher levels. So based on what we've seen so far, I don't think there's going to be this, you know, groundswell of support that would be necessary to pressure the Biden administration into more forgiveness to the tune of $50,000. Again, we haven't heard too much from Biden on this issue since he took office. He has taken some steps like pausing interest accumulation for borrowers in default, but he has not moved forward with any kind of concrete forgiveness plan. Press Secretary Jen Psaki said last month that the White House is still taking a closer look at their options on student loans. So I would expect some kind of announcement in the near future, but I would have expected that to be out by this point three months into the new administration. So at the same time, I don't want to speculate too much on the timing here. If you're dealing with student loans or you know someone who's struggling with that, it would be great to get some perspectives here uh, in the comments below. I mean, I myself, I graduated with over $35,000 of student debt and I went to a, a public university, right? So I, I know what that's like. I look forward to reading some of your thoughts on this issue and I will see you next time. Bye-bye.